The Next Level Life podcast by Christine Corcoran is for all heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to up-level their mindset, motivation, and business to make a positive and meaningful impact in the world today. So if you love what you do and want to hear from inspiring thought leaders and successful business owners where we have real conversations and real connections, then this is for you. I want to assist you in finding the clarity and awareness you need to up-level your mindset and set your soul on fire to take massive aligned action in your business so you can take your life to the next level. Ready to get started? Let's go. Welcome to the next episode of the Next Level Life podcast. Today, I want to talk to you all about when is the right time to raise your prices. I know as we head into the new year, a lot of people will be considering raising their prices and putting their prices up. uh, And it's something that I think needs to be considered on a regular basis. And sometimes I'll speak to business owners and it'll be quite a long time since they've raised their prices because there's a lot of fear around it. So today's episode, I really want to dive into uncovering when is the right time to raise your prices, but then also to talking about actually what are the fears around raising your prices what do you need to move through to be able to feel confident to raise your prices and the fears around like am i going to lose clients because of it what are people going to say Um, what if no one wants to pay the new price like all of those types of fears because i think that as we do this it's this new evolution of yourself stepping into a new version of you in your business and often we can still be in the headspace or the mindset of when we first started our business, when we didn't have the experience, when we didn't have the results. And unless we start to actually consciously sit down and decide, okay, this is what my new prices are going to be and this is the reasons why, then we can often still lean into that fear. And then what happens from there is we sabotage the price increase and that experience of it in our business when it can actually be a really positive, uplifting self-belief developing and self-worth bolstering if we allow it to be that's what i want it to be for you and so i really would love to share my concept and my take on when is the right time to raise your prices first let me share a story with you about what happens when i when i first raise my prices and the lessons that i needed to learn leading up to that to recognize that it was actually the right time to raise my prices. So I think this happened between the eight to 12 month mark in my business journey. And I didn't realize it was time to raise my prices. I hadn't really thought about a price increase. It wasn't something that I'd considered at that point. It was actually more that things were happening outside of myself and that actually were happening in my business that then was a recollection Then once I then reflected on it, realized, okay, it was because there wasn't enough skin in the game, metaphorical skin. There wasn't enough money on the table for people to show up and fully commit to their journey with me. And so some of these things were, I had some clients that didn't show up to their appointments on time. They wouldn't do the work in between our sessions. So we'd set like action steps and they, I would meet them the next session and then nothing had been done. They rescheduled appointments last minute. Their goals kept getting pushed further and further out into the future. So they really weren't taking the action. And so with the stuff that I do, obviously with my work, is about diving into the root causes and the blocks of what's stopping people from taking action. So we're doing all of this mindset work and yet some of the action steps weren't being acted upon. And so for me, I thought it was me at first. I was like, what can I do to improve my process? How can I improve my coaching skills? What is it I can do differently to ensure? And it was like improving the accountability, like all of those types of things to help ensure that they were taking action. And we'd move through the blocks, right? And we'd move through all of the things that were possibly keeping them stuck. 
And so I was really questioning what was going on within my business. Now, other things started to happen as well, but I won't dive into that just yet. What was the key thing for me was that I realized that when we start to consider our pricing structure, there are a couple of different things we need to consider. Obviously, profitability, obviously covering costs and tax and all of those types of things. But then it's also what people value. So the types of clients that you're attracting, what do they value and where do they spend their money already? And what is a reach for them? So I love to use the grocery list or grocery spend analogy. I'm going to explain that to you because there comes a time where we need to start to consider the money that people are spending on you. Is it a reach for them? And is it enough for them to go all in? Because they have to be fully committed. And if they're not fully committed, if they're not valuing what you do based on the money that you charge and obviously the result that you create, then if there's an element where the other person has to meet you, like especially when it comes to coaching, like they've got to meet you at the middle point, right? They've got to be willing to go all in. They've also got to be willing to do the work. And so sometimes we need that extra bit of skin in the game to ensure that they fully commit. So let me share with you the, the grocery shop analogy. The amount of money that you spend on your weekly grocery shop is about the same amount of money you would feel comfortable throwing away without having to think about it. You find it quite easy to spend that amount of money on whatever it is. You don't even necessarily question it. And so if that, if the amount of money that you're investing in is more than your grocery shop, then you're more likely to stop and think about that investment. You think about it and go and you weigh up the pros and cons or you go through your decision making process to decide whether you want to spend that money or not. But if it is below the amount that you would spend on groceries per week, then you're more likely to make a quicker decision and more likely just to spend it willy nilly. Yeah. And so what I want you to think about is that the amount of money that a person is investing in you per week, if it is less than the grocery list, their commitment level may be lower. Okay. So I want you to consider like there's obviously so much that goes into creating your pricing. I'm not going to go into all of it, but I want you to consider this. If your clients are spending less with you than they would on their groceries, then I want you to think about what is their commitment level with you. So if it is more than their grocery list, they're going to actually think about that decision. They're going to decide whether investing in themselves and in you is the right fit. And normally when there is more money on the table, they're more likely to actually go all in because they want to get the value out of it. They want to obviously make it a good financial decision to spend that money. And so some of the other things started to happen in my business that I started to realize that obviously those types of things started to happen. So I realized that the skin in the game wasn't enough. And I realized that I needed to charge more for people to be fully committed to the journey, fully committed to the transformation. Now, the other types of things that may happen for you, not necessarily in your business, but actually for you, is that it might be that you start to resent the work that you're doing. So if you feel like you're putting in more time and energy than what people are paying you for, then it becomes a point where it's like, hang on a minute, you either need to raise your prices or something needs to change massively in your business because you didn't get into this business because you wanted to resent your work. You didn't. I know that for a fact. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this. You didn't get into the business just to work harder than what you were earning based back in your job before you started your business. So if the if you discover that you're another reason was you know, discovering that you're not profiting from all of your hard work. So this actually happened to a friend of mine. She realized by the time she cut out all of her, took out the expenses, tax out of her fee of what she charged for her one on one. 
she realized that she was getting pretty much pittance. Like it literally worked out less than her hourly wage than what she was getting back at her corporate job before she started her business. And at that point, you need to decide, you know, what is the point of doing this if you're not actually willing to charge more and and put more skin in the game from your client, but also yourself. So I always talk about with my clients, like there's this sweet spot between these two price points, right? There's a price point of like, you 100% believe that the value that you offer is worth that amount of money. And then, then there's the higher price point of like, holy crap, I better deliver because if they're paying this much, this much there needs to be value in, included in that, obviously. So you want to kind of find that sweet spot. So it stretches you to do an excellent job, but it also makes sure that you're not resenting the work that you do. Because if you're looking at this and going, well, it's not even really worth my time, then you end up doing less of a job. You end up resenting the work, resenting the clients, and then you end up not valuing the work that you put into it either. The other thing that may happen is that you actually start to attract clients that don't value your work because you're not valuing it yourself. Because if you are not valuing it enough to price it at a point that it is worth, then you're actually telling the world, you're telling the universe that you don't value it. And so you will start to attract those types of clients that don't value your work and don't value your time. So these are key indicators that it's time to raise your prices. Another lesson I had further down the track in my business journey was sitting with my accountant and working out all of my expenses and where everything goes and where I'm investing my money and then looking at obviously my overall profit and loss and realizing that I wasn't as profitable as I thought I had been. And so often we can get caught up in just continuing to do the same thing that we've done without actually considering where our money is going. And we have different experiences of this. Like as I've evolved in my business, even this year, like the consideration of one, my pricing structure, but then also what I want to include in that, but also what I want to be able to give back in that. So I look at my give back in regards to the charities that I want to invest in, but also like the gifts that I want to be able to give my clients and the, the time and energy that I want to put into supporting my clients, you have to consider all of that. Otherwise, you end up, again, getting to the end of the year, sitting with your accountant and going, hang on a minute, I spent how much <laughs> on my expenses? And how much of that am I actually putting in my pocket? And how much am I giving to the tax man? Like, all of that has to come into play. And so one of the key things that I was taking one of my clients through was considering like how much profit that you want to make and actually factoring that into your goals. So once you have some data, so I was working with a client that had been in business over six years and she has data from that six years of where her money has gone, how much has gone on wages, how much has gone on expenses, obviously how much she's invested, like all the things that go into play in your profit and loss and then looking at what how you set goals for the whole new year. And she'd actually never considered to set goals around her profit. And if you're already doing this, amazing. But if you're not, I want you to consider factoring in your profit in regards to your goals for the new year. Because often we can hear that term, right? As long as your business is growing 10%, then that's great. But often that is actually putting a limit on yourself, a limit on your abilities, a limit on your possibilities of what's available to you. And what I love about being in business is that it is limitless. And you don't necessarily have to work harder to earn that amount of money. And so if you're thinking, well, if I don't have more time, how am I going to fit in more hard work to obviously earn that amount of money, then you're already limiting yourself because there is so much available to you in regards to earning more money in different ways than there is than there had been 10 years ago. Like 
the online space has created such a perfect way to scale your business, to be able to profit off different things that maybe you hadn't considered before. And so often when we're stuck in a place of scarcity or we're believing what we're told about business that, you know, if as long as you're growing 10%, and this is what I got told when I was working in corporate and supporting other business owners is that we want to work towards a 10% growth each year. And I'm like, why, why, right? Like, why would you want to work towards that? That doesn't sound appealing or exciting. So it's like, how do you consider how one, how you're going to make your profit? Yes. You want to consider how that's going to come into your business. But even just setting the goals and opening yourself up to the different possibilities of what's available to you can shine a light on different things that maybe you haven't tried yet. And so I was talking through a client with this before and she was I was talking about how, you know, she got all of the numbers from her, her accountant because I am not an accountant. So here's the caveat. I am not giving you financial advice here. This is not financial advice. I'm giving you mindset advice around your finances. Okay. And I want you to consider obviously sitting down with your accountant and looking at all of your business details, all of your data, all of your profitability. You obviously want to look at that. And then you want to consider even having that conversation with her around your profit goals and where you want to take it. This is so important as you start to grow your business. And so one of those lessons was me was literally sitting down with my accountant, looking at my profit and loss and going, oh my goodness, <laughs> okay, I'm not where I thought I was. I need to revisit this and actually play out at a bigger game because I was limiting myself and doing that in a way of avoiding looking at my finances, not looking at where I was spending my money, not setting budgets around my expenses, like all of these types of things that you need to consider as you grow. And I think early on, I was so focused on creating a great result, serving my clients at the best of my abilities and creating all these amazing things without considering the financial implications. So, and I honestly share that with you, honestly, because sometimes we don't consider some of the things that we spend our money on. Okay, so let's talk through the fears of raising your prices. The reason why we have fear around raising our prices is because we currently have proof and evidence to back up the fact that people have paid us at a certain amount and there's proof there, there's evidence, there's a sense of safety and certainty to know that when you sell it at that price, it sells. And so when you think about then raising your prices, we have a fear around whether people we will either lose clients because of it or we will actually have new clients not want to pay it. And so that all comes down to our mindset. Obviously, there's elements around it pricing yourself in the market. Yes, I understand that. But there's also the consideration of you valuing it at that price point, you being able to communicate the value at that price point as well. And sometimes it's even considering what are some of the other things that you need to include in that to show the value at that price point. So sometimes we actually close ourselves off to opportunities without considering hang on a minute, maybe there's some other key things that you could add in that would be really great for your client that the client really needs and that they would see so much value in that and that they would absolutely pay that. And that sets you apart from everybody else in the market that maybe you hadn't considered before. So I want you to start opening up your mind to other ways to add value that maybe you haven't considered before. Because if you're comparing yourself to other people and you're just pricing yourself based on other people in the market, then you could be closing yourself off to opportunities and possibilities. If you are pricing yourself based on evidence from the past, rather than considering what is it my client needs for the future, 
then again, you could be closing yourself off to opportunities. There is so many different ways to make money in your business that maybe you need to sit down and write down all the different ideas and challenge your mind to come up with new ones regularly. One of the things I always suggest to my clients that I find if they're stuck in a, in a scarcity mindset or they're stuck in a time versus money mindset or they're stuck in a place of like, this is all that I can earn, I can't earn anymore, I'm too busy, I'm already too busy and there's no other way to grow my business, I would literally ask them, every three days I want you to sit down for 10 full minutes and write down ideas on ways to make money in your business and come up with a list of at least 100 ideas. And I know you may think to me that's not possible, Christine, but I guarantee you it is. You just haven't thought of them yet, right? And your brain is got this little tunnel vision or this little box. It's You're keeping yourself in this box of what's possible instead of actually challenging yourself. New and crazy ideas of business and how to make money has come out of this pandemic this year. I guarantee you in the next six months, we're going to start hearing all of these new ideas, new businesses come out of this journey because people have been challenged to think of making money in new ways. So I want you to challenge yourself of thinking about how you can make money in new ways. And so back to what I was saying before, I totally got off track there, sorry. So what I was saying before is that we are caught up in the in the certainty of the fact that people have paid a certain price point up until this stage. The other key thing I want you to note is that People expect price increases year on, year out because of inflation. We obviously are going to be paying more for the things that we pay for in our business. So if you haven't done a price increase in a couple of years, I would challenge you that this is the year that you need to do your price increase. If you're fearing it, if you're struggling with it, then definitely reach out. I can definitely support you. But know that it's expected. Your clients know there's going to be price increases. And one of the key things that I always suggest with my clients is that we don't apologize for the price increase. We don't even need to explain the price increase. Often we go into people-pleasing behaviors of like, oh, I've got to put my prices up because of this, because of that, because of this. No, no, no. You just need to put your prices up and let people know that it's happening. And sometimes it doesn't even need to be publicly. It can be just specific to your clients that are already paying money with you and that you look at increasing their prices. And the new clients that come into your business, they're only aware of the new price. They don't need to be aware of the old price. So I want you to shift that and start to think about how you can communicate it in a way that doesn't deter people from spending money with you. You want to show the value, not what the prices used to be. Because if you're caught up in that old price, then you're basically telling people that it's not worth the new price. So at, you need to come to a point where you believe 110% that it is worth the new price that you're going to set it at. So whatever you need to do to, to believe that is like, coming down to the fact that you need to believe it to your core because otherwise people will hear it in your voice when you speak about it. People will see it in your energy and your body language when you communicate it. You've got to come to a point where you believe it. Now, sometimes, sometimes that doesn't happen until we have a couple of clients pay it at the new rate. And once you have that, you have the absolute belief, the certainty that people will pay that rate. And I've seen this time in, time out. Like, honestly, every single time we do it, it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. People will value it at that price point. The other key things that start to happen that I've noticed over the years is that you'll have comments like, oh, I thought you'd be more expensive than that. Oh, that's cheaper than I thought. Like those types of comments. If you're getting those comments, then it's actually that people are seeing the value in what it is that you do, but you're not seeing it. So that's an absolute indicator that it's time to raise your prices. The other key challenge is often we will decide our prices based on what we will pay. Now, this is one of the biggest mistakes that you can make. 
because if we're not considering it from the point of our ideal client, then we're considering it from the wrong point of view. What's most important is what our ideal clients are willing to pay and see the value in it, okay? But this is the thing. You want to consider the commitment level again. Remember, that's why I shared that story in the beginning of this podcast is like consider what would make them put that skin in the game. What would make them fully commit to paying that? So you want to consider everything about where your ideal client is already spending money and what they value and what's important to them. Because I guarantee you, if they're the type of client that would buy a secondhand car and they are quite happy with that secondhand car and they keep that for 15 years, their price point or their value in, in money is gonna be very different to people who buy a BMW or a Mercedes and value quality rather than just getting from A to B, right? Very different values in regards to the way that they spend their money and what they invest in and what's important to them. So getting as clear as possible on your ideal client and how they spend money currently is really key to help show you that maybe you are pricing yourself out of the market that you actually want to be in. Because this is what happens. If the client values quality and values and spends money on things like, you know, BMW, Mercedes-Benz, like those types of things, and I'm using that as a loose analogy, obviously, but if they're valuing high quality products and they come to you and you're very underpriced, and very on the low scale, they're going to see it as not valuable. They're going to be like, oh, that won't be worth it. They'll question it. Like what's not included because it's so low, right? So you've got to be really mindful of where you price yourself because if the people who you really want to work with really value quality, then you've got to price yourself at that level to be seen at that price of value. So if we're considering from the point of view of what we would pay, we're also making that mistake because we are not the people that are investing in it, okay? Because this is a hard thing. When you're coming from your point of view, you may think that what you do is actually quite easy. It comes naturally and you love it. So why would you charge for it? Or why would you charge a high price for it? And so this is the thing. If we value it from that perspective, we wouldn't invest that amount of money in it because we're able to do it easily, right? But the other people on the other scale of it, people who really value it, is the reason why they need it is because they can't do it well or that it doesn't come natural to them. They really struggle with it. They are experiencing a problem that you can solve and the reason why they would pay you for it is because they can see it's going to either save them time, money, energy, heartache, pain, like whatever it is. They see the value in it much more than what you see the value in it, right? So... If you're considering your pricing from your own headspace, I want you to challenge yourself to get out of your headspace and get into your ideal client's headspace because the reason why they value it so much is because they can't do it the way that you can do it. Okay, next one is being fearful of the fact that you may lose clients if you raise your prices. Now, I helped one of my clients through this this year and she was really fearful of this. She was so worried. She had a membership set up. And she was worried if she raised the price of the membership that she would lose clients straight away. And I asked her to actually score her clients, the people who were invested in the membership so far, is to actually go back and look at the full list of people on the membership and actually score her clients from a grading perspective, like a A grade client, a B grade client, and a C grade client. What I mean by that is like an A grade client is someone who is quite happy to pay the amount of money. They value the time and energy that she puts into the work they walk away and they get great results because they're fully committed okay so that's the a grade client the b grade client is kind of like yeah they value it but it's not as a higher priority as the a grade clients they are pretty consistent in regards to being a part of the 
the membership and they do get value out of it, but they're not as fully committed as the A grade clients. And then there's the C grade clients. The C grade clients were some people who don't necessarily show up very regularly. They don't show up on time. They are they're less likely to actually brag about the business. They're not likely to share or communicate what it is that they do there with the business because they aren't necessarily getting the best amount of results because they're not showing up for themselves, right? They're not valuing it. It's not a high priority for them. And so once she did that, it was really, really eye-opening to her. And so she was able to look at it from a completely different perspective. And I asked her like, well, what clients do you want moving forward with the membership? Who do you want in the membership? And she was like, oh, absolutely A and B grade clients. Like I want people to absolutely value it, rave about it, love every part about it and invest more money in it and value it, right? So we were like, okay, great. So, so with that information, who do you think is most likely going to drop off when you do this price increase? And straight away she was like, most likely the C grade clients. And I was like, yeah, because they don't see the value in it already. They're actually not your clients. But because of the price point, they were like, oh, I'll just give it a go, right? So they're not fully committed. And so once she recognized this, she was like, okay with losing a couple of clients. And then it was around the consideration of like, now when you're moving into this new space and we looked at you know, how she communicated the value and what the membership is and how she communicated the price change was really key because we don't obviously don't want to alienate any clients and we don't want to um, alert any new possible clients to the price increase because we want them to see the value right from the get-go. So once we did that, she did lose a couple of clients, but that was totally fine because she recognized that they were C-grade clients and she quite quickly replaced them with A-grade clients, which made her so freaking happy. And the biggest thing was that she actually, the biggest result from it was that she realized not like 90% of her clients did not blink an eye at the price increase, did not blink an eye, not an issue, not a quip, not a comment, nothing. And she was like, I can't believe I feared this for so long. I can't believe I waited so long to put my prices up. She'd waited like three years. It was like crazy. And so I was like, exactly. Because if you're already giving the value if they're already getting so much out of it like way above and beyond what you're already charging then putting your prices up it's kind of like oh i knew this was going to happen at some point and you're totally okay with it so sometimes we need to work through our own fears and doubts around the price increase and realize that it's actually coming from a lack of self-worth or a lack of belief in the value that we offer and so one of the key things i also asked this client to do was actually to go back and to get feedback from her customers and So she did this survey and she got amazing feedback from her customers that she realized and saw the value in what it is that she was creating from a whole different perspective. And so when she did that, it started to help build the worth and the self-belief around what she offered and the value that she offered in the world. And so she could see the value in it from their perspective, not hers, from their perspective. So she could see that they would absolutely want to spend that money and continue to spend that money with her. And then that comes to the next one, which is actually valuing yourself and coming from a place of worthiness to be able to charge more. If you've come to a point where you've recognized that you're actually not profiting as well as you could be, or that you are over-delivering or over-servicing your your clients and undercharging, and you've started to resent the work that you're doing, you're starting to recognize that you're attracting the wrong type of clients, It's about bringing yourself back to what you bring to the table and valuing yourself and developing your self-worth because otherwise we will continue to do the same behaviors 
which then causes us to always look outside of ourselves for that worthiness and that approval and that recognition that we are worthy. And so when we're attaching that to money, it can cause us to spiral out of control and always be on that cycle of over-servicing, under-charging, over-servicing, under-charging. And then the only, the only thing that that comes down to is ourselves. Because if we're not valuing it, if we're not seeing the worth that we bring to the table, no one else will. And sometimes I know that's a really hard thing to recognize when we start to notice that it's actually coming from us. Like if we're not valuing ourselves enough to charge well, to profit from it, why are you even in business? And honestly, that comes down to more money mindset issues than I have time to go into in this podcast, because it's actually not necessarily to do with money. It's to do with our self-worth and our self-belief for sure. But the scarcity mindset comes into play there because if we're not valuing enough to charge well, then we're fearing charging more, then we may have some belief systems around money that are causing us to play small, causing us to stop ourselves from even setting goals around money or to stop ourselves from even wanting to increase our prices because we're in such a fear state of scarcity that if I put my prices up, there won't be enough. And if I do that, I will lose clients and I won't be able to get more. And that's an absolutely coming from a scarcity mindset. So if that is something that you're challenged with at the moment, there is an episode where I talk all about scarcity mindset. So please go back and listen to that one. Otherwise, I will be sharing more information about money mindset blocks and things like that in the future. So when is the right time to put your prices up? Most likely now. (laughs) And it may be because you haven't put them up in a while or you're questioning whether it's the right time. And if you're questioning whether it's the right time, there is no right or wrong time Unless like the only wrong time, I guess, is if you put them up last week and you probably shouldn't put them up again this week because that'll alienate your clients. But it's about considering where you value yourself, you value the result and you value your clients enough to charge what it's worth. And that's when we need to take it outside of ourselves because when we're connecting our business and our value and our money to us, like as an individual, that's causing us to have such a strong attachment that we're not actually valuing the business for what it's worth. So when we take it outside of ourselves and we see the business as a separate entity and we look at, okay, what does the business need? What does, how do our ideal clients value the service or the product that we create? It helps us see us from a completely different point of view. And so the way that I suggest you do that is think about it if you were to hire a CEO. If you hired a CEO that was someone else outside of the business, not yourself, and they came in and looked at the business, what would they notice needed to change? What would they see that you couldn't see or that you're not willing to see? What could you see needed to change? What would that CEO look at and go, this is working, this this is not working? When we look at it from a completely different perspective outside of ourselves, and we can do that, we can be a third person, we can be an observer. If we take a moment and go, if if the CEO was looking at this business from an outside perspective, what would they see? What would they notice? And I guarantee you there'll be some really surprising things that will come up and the price may be one of them. So I hope this episode has supported you to consider raising your prices as soon as possible and challenging yourself to work on your money mindset blocks because I guarantee you the majority of the time it comes down to our blocks around money or our blocks around self-worth and self-belief. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me over on Instagram at christinecorcoran underscore coach. Otherwise, I hope you have an incredible week. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode, so please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. 
And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week. And here's to taking your life to the next level.